T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome in. Brian Mazeroski, Joe Beamer on WBEN. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Breaking news over the last uh, couple of minutes. uh, The Bills have announced some coaching staff updates that includes Leslie Frazier. Uh, According to the Bills, deciding to take a year off from coaching in 2023 and plans to return to coaching in 2024. So uh, Leslie Frazier will not be the Bills defensive coordinator uh, next year. Interesting and, stuff. Uh, not really clear on where uh, he'll go next or if he would be back with the Bills in some capacity or uh, something like that. But Leslie Frazier gone from the Bills coaching staff as of this morning. So uh, it's pretty interesting. The idea of taking a year off uh, and then returning I don't know. We were talking about this a little bit, or I, I was a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, the maternity leave and how it's handled in other countries yeah. where you can take off like a year or two years or three years, you know, in some uh, cases. I Is it a sign if you're taking a year off that you're like kind of done? Can you take a year off? I guess it depends on the profession, right? Yes. And then like come back and maybe you're totally rejuvenated and ready to attack it, or uh, maybe is that a sign that like it's time to slow down and retire, or do you need a whole year to figure that out? Maybe the year is to figure out. I mean, it, it is interesting that the statement is he will be back to coaching in 2024. It makes you think, what's he taking the year off for? Obviously, we hope Leslie Frazier's okay, um, but what's he taking the year off for if you know, hey, I'm coming back in 2024? I don't know, Brian. I don't like uh, you know, I don't like leaving for more than a day from this place. So I don't know how people leave their jobs for uh, such a long amount of time. Yeah, well, that's uh, <laughs> craziness to me. Um, but no, no, I just it, it is kind of interesting taking a year off. Then we'll see where we go from here. I mean, you could take that in a number of different ways. That's how it was announced by the Bills. But they'll be looking for a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, don't you think that they would have wanted that search to start a little earlier? Yeah, when all the coaches were available, <laughs> most likely, but, you know, who knows. Um, and then the, the Sabres were making a trade yesterday. Yes. I saw, and I saw some people who were, you know, complaining about, oh, you know, this defenseman that they're getting, Stillman. Corey Stillman, you remember him? It's his son, I guess, oh. uh, the defenseman the Sabres traded for. And I saw, like, oh, you know, he's not that great, blah, blah, blah. See, Joe, I'm old enough to remember. I was alive in 2006. Yes. So I, if you're trying to achieve something, it's always a good idea to have depth at defense. 
It's, yeah. well, if there's any uh, recent history has taught me, which I guess it's not that recent right now. It's almost 20 years ago. Oh, gosh. But uh, if, if this taught me anything, it's having depth at defense is a good thing if you're trying to yeah. achieve some sort of goal. You don't want Doug Janik to be your uh, number one defenseman. They, I mean, they were able to achieve that yesterday and uh, getting some of that. But no, no, no. One of the uh, big stories we were talking about today was... Well, a lot of what we heard yesterday, the continued talk around the state's energy plan and new polling numbers that show that the governor's plan to do away with natural gas is unpopular. And it had both sides of the aisle talking yesterday. And it was interesting to hear Jack O'Donnell on this, O'Donnell and Associates, on you know how he's taking in these polling numbers. And I kind of want to run our own poll on a number of these issues and find where people agree. Uh, because I, I like to see where things are actually read for what they are and not just struck down via political lines. And there's a little bit of that here. But when you look at the numbers, when it comes to the question, and this is the question, how it was asked on the poll. Uh, do you support or oppose... The budget proposal to essentially prohibit all fossil fuel burning equipment, including stoves, for new single-family homes by the end of 2025 and for all new construction by the end of 2028. And it is the only one of the budget proposals that when you take all the people who were polled in total, you have over 50% opposition to. Now, it shouldn't be surprising, right? The proposals from a Democratic governor in a deep blue state like New York, you get a lot of support from Democrats. 53 to 39% overall, New Yorkers say they oppose the plan, the only one that's unpopular. However, as Jack O'Donnell is pointing out, if you break it down, it's opposed a lot by Republicans, uh, a lot by independents. It actually is favored by Democrats in the poll, 61 to 34%, and he was saying at the end of the day, that might be all that matters. I found a few things interesting in how this was asked, uh, Joe. Okay. It, it is a poll, so you can only squeeze in so much, right? You, you, can, you can't go on and on and on and read the entire proposal out or else the person's going to hang up on you. <laughs> like, right? like you, you're lucky enough to get someone to pick up the phone and take this poll. Um, so you got to be pretty brief and quick and get to the point when you're asking the questions, right? So the way that it was asked, it included the word stoves. It, it kind of focuses on stoves and appliances. It focuses on the new homes in 2025 and new construction. And it doesn't at all ask about you know, the furnace question and the existing homes in the 2030 date that, to me, is the big key in this entire proposal. So that's number one. I wonder what the uh, numbers would be if the question was altered just a little bit to shine a light on what it means for owners of existing homes. Yeah, the 2030 deadline. Because that is, you know, where a lot of the impact is going to be felt around Western New York. The other thing I found interesting was that it includes the word stove. And then, you know, we listened to the governor who, I mean, well, you know, you can hear right here a little bit of what she had to say 
to WBEN's Tim Wenger yesterday. Hydroelectric power as well as wind and solar coming in from elsewhere, as well as upstate New York, where these projects are well underway. So I want people to know that we're aggressively going into developing the alternative forms of energy, but nothing's going to happen until we're ready to make that transition. And ultimately, people's bills will be lower. The cost of using renewables is much lower than fossil fuel generated uh, power, but right now the transition is what's complicated. are going to be transitioned out. So that is what's going on here, and the public is listening to this, but we have to give the counter argument on how important it is for us to get to a different environment because we're the first generation that's really feeling the effects of climate change. She said in there, um, you know, uh, she mentioned the disinformation that's out there. She mentioned, you know, nobody is coming to take your stoves. And then, you know, I saw again this morning you know, somebody mentioning how uh, on the Republican side, the argument has been all about gas stoves that, you know, uh, Republicans will say that they're referencing your gas stoves being taken away. And I don't know, like, I want to raise my hand here and say, I don't think that's the case at all. Right. Um, I have not heard, and you know, we've talked to a few people, nobody from either side of the aisle who we've talked to on this issue has ever said that they're taking away somebody's gas stove. Not a Democrat, not a Republican. The only place I've seen this referenced is from the governor and from people who support this plan. So you know what it is? Joe, it's when you see the articles online, you see this every single day, and somebody will write something on it, and it's all over the internet, or, I mean, you'll even have you'll have people talking about, it. oh, did you see uh, people are outraged over, um, you know, whoever's comments at the Golden Globes, or, you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> pick whatever you want, right. you know, oh, people are outraged over mcdonald's and their they raised the price of fries a penny and like the people are talking and you get to the bottom of it and like no people are actually talking right. like you, you might have read one comment one comment yeah online and then it becomes this big thing and then all of a sudden it's the big craze and frenzy but it's based on absolutely nothing and that's what i think this is I, I keep hearing, as a defense of this plan, that no one's coming away, uh, coming to take away your gas stoves. And I always want to stay and say, well, well who has said that? <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that, like, anywhere. I, I've heard it from maybe a couple people who don't understand what they're talking about online. But that's it. Nobody with any knowledge of the situation, nobody who takes two seconds to look at anything that's going on has ever said to me, has ever said publicly that I see that they're coming to take your gas stoves. But somehow that has become the big thing is, whoa, whoa, I know you're concerned, but no, we're so much misinformation. No one's coming to take away your gas stoves. I, nobody thinks that anybody's coming to take away your gas stoves. No, no one thinks they're coming to take the appliances in your house. That has been made pretty clear. You know, I, she said the same thing that State Senator Tim Kennedy said. Oh, it's so much misinformation. And, and, and Tim pushed back with both of them with the same question. Uh, wait, but the, the dates are already set. 2025. 20, oh, yes, that's correct. So I won't be able to purchase a gas stove 
after 2030. Yes, that's correct. But it's this big misinformation thing. You're right, Brian. You know, they, they heard a few people on social media read. A few people on social media say one thing, and that's their big thing. Well, no one's coming for the appliances in your house right now. Yeah, we know. We got it. It's, it's, we're talking about the actual proposal that's in writing that you proposed with the budget. So I just found it interesting, you know, again, and I, I bring it up every time we are talking to somebody on this issue about this. Why, why is there such focus on gas stoves? I think most people don't care about what they cook on no. or, or their gas stoves. And it, in truth, the only time I hear gas stove mentioned is when people say no one is taking away your gas stove. And I said, well, no one said anybody's taking away. Anyways, but it was still made it into this question. And I wonder how the answers would have changed, if the numbers would have changed at all, if instead of focusing on prohibiting fossil fuel burning equipment, gas stoves, gas furnaces for new homes by the end of 2025, if they focused a little bit more on 2030 in the deadline where you would not be able to buy replacement fossil fuel powered equipment for your home. So do we have a clear picture? No, but that's how polling goes. Yeah. Another thing that I'd like, you know, asked in these polls, Brian, you mentioned 2030 um, is how much you're going to have to spend to, you know, make your house ready for a electric furnace if you now have a gas furnace. That is something that's being, uh, that's going to cost thousands of dollars uh, that I, I think would be interesting to see where these numbers would fluctuate with that information. But like you said, you can only get so much in the question. So uh, that was one takeaway I had from this. Then I, I had this other takeaway, which was, I guess people are paying attention to the questions that they're asked at least a little bit. Because this proposal was the only one that had over 50% opposition. And you look at a lot of the others, and it's 60 or even up to 70% approval for them. And there is some real difference when you go from item to item with these proposals, including along party lines. Believe it or not, Joe, there are things that are popular in the go uh, governor's budget proposal on both sides of the aisle. And there are, yes. And I'm wondering where people stand on these as well. Uh, this one, I was not too surprised to see that there's approval for. I was a little surprised when I saw nearly 60% of Republicans agreed in the governor's proposal that would base increases in New York's minimum wage on the rate of inflation. And I think this is a, a very good point where if you look at what it's saying and you ask people, you would find a lot of people in agreement. But typically when these things get painted on a left or right issue, you get people going with whatever side they usually right uh, fall on, left or right. When you just ask the question, do you support New York's minimum wage being tied to the rate of inflation, and as that increases, you increase the minimum wage, a lot of people say yes. Yeah, you know, I... Brian, I have to raise my hand. I don't know much about the proposal um, with inflation. I'd like to know, okay, it fluctuates with inflation. Does that mean if inflation is you know settled, 
then does the minimum wage keep going down? So I am surprised to see 60% of Republicans um, agreeing because usually that's where you see the stark difference between party lines. But hey, uh, I think anyone can vote for more money in their pocket. I'm not surprised to see people agree with this uh, based on the idea because it makes perfect sense. Take away the constant back and forth and discussion and debate over the minimum wage. Do that by doing something that people talk about all the time in the minimum wage debate issue. It hasn't risen to keep up with the level of inflation over the past 20 years, over the past 100 years, over the past decade. You know, whatever that period of time is, it's always what is talked about concurrent with having this minimum wage discussion. So you want to not have the discussion anymore? You want to not have constant debate over what the minimum wage should be? You want to avoid grasping some imaginary number? Because when we talk about the minimum wage, we're always just pulling some number out of thin air, yes. aren't we? Yes. You know, 15, 18, 20, you know, whatever it is, there's never really a good, because there can't be a good explanation of why that is the magic number. If you want to, and you know you are going to continue to have, I mean, minimum wage is here to stay. It's not going away. If you are going to continue to have this and increases, tie it to inflation in some way that you don't have that discussion anymore. And then you can save your breath for other issues and save, you know, all that debate and all the heart uh, headaches and everything else for thinking about other things. I think it kind of makes sense. And... It has, amongst all the budget proposals that were pulled on in this latest poll, the most support, 70% of people agree. All parties agreeing with it, including uh, independents, Republicans, and Democrats. So, uh, yeah, I think that one's going to pass through if, the, uh, if Albany is like the voters, Brian. The other thing that I was a, a little surprised to see is the support across party lines for lowering the blood alcohol content for driving while intoxicated from 0.08 to 0.05. And I'm surprised because I don't think anybody, myself included, really knows what that means. That means that if you get pulled over and blow a point... No, I I, I understand that. (laughs) Okay. But 0.08 to 0.05. Yes. Like, can you tell me what that means? No idea. I think this is why it's got support, and this might be out there, but I think this is why it's got support. I think people look at, it's 2023, right? I can call anyone with my cell phone, I can get an Uber, I can get a Lyft. I think the the, the thinking amongst the voters in this poll and in Albany is, it's so much easier now to not have to be dependent on yourself to drive. Let's not make excuses for people having an extra drink, an extra something. I think, I know that sounds out there, but I think that's why it's got the support uh, to lower to 0.05. And it, it, it just sounds better. I don't know if it is easier. I would push back on that. Okay. To get a ride? Yeah. Okay. I don't there is there's more options. I wouldn't say it's easier. If you're in downtown Buffalo looking to, to get a it, ride, yes. it's probably a little easier. If yeah. you're anywhere outside of a major city center, I don't think it's any easier. You, you ever you- try and get an Uber or Lyft out? I mean, you don't even have to be that far out. You go like in Niagara County? Yeah. Anywhere? Good luck. 
<laughs> like it's not happening, and you'll wait around for hours and hours, and you won't have a ride, and that could be on a weekend night. Well, when you break it down like that, but I think the I think people hear it and say it's easier. But you're right. I mean, yeah, you have to wait 23 minutes for an Uber. That doesn't. That's not easier for most people. But for there to be broad support when the question is just asked, oh, do you support lowering it from 0.08 to 0.05 without any explanation of what that means? Like why why is 0.05 different from 0.08? I'm surprised in that. Because 0.05, to me, like I start asking the question, like, well, what is that? Because I, I really don't know. What is that? You, we all say we would never drive after drinking. But we've all driven after having a drink. Is 0.05, we're in our minds, right? We're all thinking 0.08. What, what, what do they always tell you in driver ed? You know, 0.08, you can have a drink an hour. Yes. So if it's 0.05 and I have a drink and then 40 minutes later I drive home and I get pulled over for running through a red light or something like that, am I worried about being over the legal limit now when I might not have been before? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the breakdown is, but I, it would make me at, you know, ask that question. I'd want to see some numbers. Before I just said, yeah, it's a good idea, right? It's drunk driving. It's drunk driving bad. Yes, 100% yep. of people agree. That's it. But I, when you start bringing it down to this level, like, can somebody please explain to me? Why do we need this? But 0.05 now, if you got pulled over at 0.05 or greater in New York, that, that kind of middle point, you could get charged with a DWAI. So maybe they're just trying to eliminate the language and say, okay, 0.05. What, let's not put it in the discretion of the police officer. If it's 0.05, you get charged. Right now, 0.05 to 0.08 is, or I'm sorry, 0.05 to 0.0799 is in the discretion of the police officer. Maybe that's why people are thinking, hey, technically 0.05 is already something I can be charged with. Let's just make it the law. But I want to have the question answered by somebody before the, you know, before stuff is gone through. It, just like the person on the text board asked, is it now you can't have a glass of wine with dinner? Can I have a beer with dinner and be okay if it's .05? I don't know. I, have no I don't idea. know. Uh, but what raises your eyebrows when it comes to some of these budget proposals? They've been pulled on. Let's pull you. Uh, banning flavored tobacco products. Increasing the tax on a pack of cigarettes. This... Blood alcohol for DWI, 0.08 to 0.05. What do you think and why? Let us know. 8030930, BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We are back. Brian Masrowski, Joe Beamer here with you on WBEN, and we're taking a look at some of the things that have been pulled on in New York State and where you stand and why um, a, a number of these issues. 803-0930 to join us in, uh, to join us. We started talking about, and we can continue to talk about, the push away from natural gas. It is the only one of the budget proposals that has a majority opposition even though a majority of Democrats do support it, according to this latest poll. And it was talked about at length in separate news conferences yesterday. And we can obviously talk about that. But I'm also interested in some of these other things that we got some numbers on yesterday. Banning flavored tobacco products, uh, increasing the tax on cigarettes, uh, tying the minimum wage to the rate of inflation. And Joe, something we were talking about just before the break, lowering the BAC for DWI from 0.08 to 0.05. Yes. I don't know what to think. <laughs> right? It is one of these things, right? I don't know what to think. And we had, I'm reminded of a similar discussion that we had just about technology and cars. Which, by the way, did uh, you remember the story from earlier this morning? Ford uh, <laughs> has a patent that can, you know, cars are getting more and more hooked up to the internet they're able to drive themselves in many cases uh soon if you have a self-driving car you uh, might be you know in the danger of having that car return itself if you don't make its payments or at least shutting off some of the features that is scary that the bank would literally have control of your car i mean now they, they well do they do s- own it i mean yeah and now <laughs> they do i mean they can come and take it anytime they want and if you know uh, anyway um, but now they literally have control. They could turn things off. They could drive it away without even showing up. It, it does kind of open people's eyes to how it actually works in a way, right, Joe? Because you think like, oh, you buy a new car. Like I own the car. Yeah, I put $200 down and I'm paying $1,000 a month for the next 10 years. Like you don't own that car. No. The bank owns that car and they're letting you borrow it until you pay it off a decade from now. I, so it might open people's mind to how things actually work a little bit. $200 down, you must have not yeah. been planning to buy a car. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guarantee you oh, yeah. that is the story for a lot of people. Um, but uh, just that idea, right, that a car can, if not return itself to the lender, um, you know, maybe, oh, you missed your monthly payment. I guess you're not getting heated seats yeah. uh, for the next few days until this. Oh, two months gone. There, there goes the AC. Left turn signal is next. Be careful. Um, Bluetooth. You, but <laughs> there was a proposal of putting a breathalyzer in every car, uh, you know, to where it would have sensors to detect if you have been drinking and not turn the car on. Because of that, and it's one where I said, listen, you're going to put out there drunk driving is bad, and 100% of people are going to say yes, but where is the point where some of these ideas to stop it get a little bit of pushback? And, you know, putting in 
a bunch of monitors in the car to determine whether or not I can start it up or not. Like that to me is a little intrusive, a little bit intrusive. And I want to say, wait a second. I agree with the goal, but I don't know about the means to get there. And I think this is another one, Joe. Yeah. You know, like you said, Brian, I just, I I don't know. I mean, it's something like I said before the break, you can get pulled over and charged now at 0.05. So I, I I don't really know where the difference is going to be. I guess, I I guess now that there's no discretion 0.05, you're, you're out. I don't. Again, it's something that I'm not too well versed in. I guess to uh, uh, say, so I don't want to have an opinion one way or another. I would be, uh, I would be with the few percentage of people who clearly didn't respond because it doesn't equal 100. Yeah. <laughs> percent We'll go to uh, the phones. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. What do you think? We'll go to John in Lancaster. Uh, John, this uh, idea 0.08 to 0.05. Uh, where do you stand? Well. I, I can make you an expert real quick. I took uh, driver's ed back in the 80s and learned all about <laughs> yeah, that stuff. All right. Um, so uh, a shot, a one-ounce shot of whiskey, like 80-proof whiskey, and this is all based on average stuff, average size person, maybe 175 pounds. What's the average uh, size ounce, person, 1980 to 2023? How has that changed, yeah. Sean? Yeah, well, for me, I'm not going to mention, but... <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's roughly based on all that. So if you do a one ounce shot of whiskey or a four ounce uh, glass of wine, and, or a uh, eight ounce glass of beer, that's 0.02. Okay. So if you drank that right now, it takes about an hour and a half for you to burn that off. But each additional drink only takes about an hour because your system has to kind of, I guess, prime a little bit. So right now, if you did four shots of whiskey, you'd be at 0.08 and it would take four and a half hours for you to burn that off. So if you waited an hour, you'd be, um, uh, if you waited a couple hours, you could drive at the .05. But, I mean, that that's all discretionary, too, with an officer. If you can't handle your car, you know, there's a problem. If you can and you blow that limit and you don't look like you're swerving, but, I mean, chances are they pull you over because you're swerving, unless you have an accident or something. But that's generally how the rule goes with uh, with that. And if you had five drinks, you'd be at point one zero. You'd be legally intoxicated, legally drunk, um, and that's that's how it works. Hey, John, thanks for the call. And it's it's so different based on who you are, right? Like there's uh, Joe. You were on the, like the BAC calculator, yes. And like they try and do that. All right. Like if I had if I weigh two hundred pounds and I had one drink. And uh, I waited an hour. What would my BAC be? If I had two drinks in an hour and a half, you know, what does it look like then? And I, I just think like this math. And then what does it all mean to actually like what that number means? Like I, I, I don't know the number and what it means. Like what does .05 mean? Give me the beer goggles from Driver Ed. And give me the .08 version and the .05 version or something. Like, like is there a clear difference uh, that would result in us changing the law and, you know, kind of pushing it through without people knowing. Like, that's another part of this, Joe, that we talk about all the time. It's included as a proposal inside the state budget that no one reads or has any idea about. And then all of a sudden it's the law and nobody knows right. that um, you better be careful if you have a drink with dinner. Especially in a proposal like this where one thing, Brian, clearly is getting the attention and other things no one is talking about. I didn't know about this BAC thing until you brought it up this morning. I didn't know about the minimum wage thing until you brought it up this morning. The one item is getting all the attention. And like you said, you're going to turn around and 
you're you're gonna have to change that rule when you go out for di- uh, for dinner. The um, one drink, by the way, what is one drink? One drink changes. One drink, according to you know all these uh, BAC things that you look at, is a can of beer. One drink at a bar is actually like probably a one and a half because you're getting a 16 ounce beer. That's if you don't get a tall boy. Yeah, or you know it could be even more. Um, and you know what is it? How much does it have to do on discretion versus the number? Like these are all good questions to ask that we don't really have. We just have. Here's the number. Here's what's proposal. Do you support or oppose? And I want to say without further explanation, I, I'm sorry, but I oppose. Like, don't paint me as the bad guy. That's the thing. Like, like you don't. It, it, I, I've been. I don't want to say I'm against it because you don't want to sit on the on here, Brian. You don't want to tell anyone. You're hey, the pro drunk driving. Exactly. Guy. So it, it's so difficult. I mean, obviously, thirty. Uh, 30- Three uh, percent of people said they were opposed to it, but I don't know enough, and I don't want to be penned as, "Oh, look at look at Joe and Brian. They're 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 uh, they're all for drunk driving." Like that's not what I'm saying. I just like you said, what it, can someone illustrate the difference and why this is necessary? Right? Wouldn't there be some kind of, "Hey, in the last two years, we've seen so many pullovers yes. at .05 that we felt it was necessary to change the law because of what we have seen on the roads throughout New York State," or is it the best way to reach the end goal? You know, on our text board, uh, 803-0930, if you want to weigh in, give us a call or send a text this morning. Somebody said, if you were really serious about it, why not put a BAC in every, uh, or a, you know, BAC meteor or breathalyzer? That's what they call it. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. That's all right. It's early. It, test me. Um, in every place that, you know, you have a liquor license, here, the state is giving you a breathalyzer that you know everyone can use to see how intoxicated they really are. Would that have a greater impact than what they're proposing right now? I don't know. Is it being talked about? Like, is that an avenue that's doable that could have a greater... I don't know, but it's, again, like, it's just... You never really hear the discussion, and you just see the final proposal, yes or no. And... That's one of the many reasons people hate politics, hate government, Brian, is because for many of our listeners, no matter on what side of the aisle you are, this is the first you're hearing of it. And that's the thing. You're not you're not hearing about it until it's law. And that's what turns people off. Transparency. Um, And we'll circle back to the natural gas. Transparency, you know, for me is an issue when talking about the push away from natural gas. Um, The governor yesterday saying that we're first, uh, well, here, uh, don't take my word for it. Uh, listen in to what she had to say. That are going to be transitioned out. So that is what's going on here, and the public is listening to this. But we have to give the counter argument on how important it is for us to get to a different environment because we're the first generation that's really feeling the effects of climate change. Truly, we're seeing that with our storms and what's happening and all across the country. We're also the last generation that can do something about it. So we'll do it in a smart way, a way that transitions in the right time frame. But also, shame on us if we don't take these steps now. This is for our kids and their kids. Um, so, And that's the argument you'll hear all the time. And you don't want to be like big, uh, bad, anti-climate guy. But when I hear the governor say, and so many people, you know, we're the first generation. We're really feeling the effects of climate change, my immediate uh, response to that is, well, like where, you know, how exactly can you, you know, show me exactly how I'm experiencing that? Because I don't feel that I'm experiencing that. I kind of feel like we're, we have winter and we have summer and we have 
the things that we normally do. And after a blizzard, people say, well, now we get these 100-year storms every other week. I say, no, we don't. Yeah. We, we get a blizzard in 1977, and you know we get a similar blizzard in 2023. That's pretty far apart, and if we get another big one next year, then I'll be mistaken, I guess. But is it a trend? I don't know. We get storms every single winter. Um, we're the last generation that can do something about it. Again, like, can you do something to show me that that is the case? Uh, because I'd like to see a little bit more information. Um, we'll go to George and Kenmore. George, your thoughts on the push away from natural gain. Do you support or oppose in why? I'll tell you, I, I completely oppose it. And the reasons are because it's too much government overreach. I don't like the idea that if the grid goes down, I can freeze to death in January in Buffalo, New York, or anywhere in New York State. And if even if I get a generator, I had I won't name the company, but I had a generator company come to my house. I have a single family home, and they told me it would be over eight thousand dollars for a natural gas generator if the power goes out. Well, am I going to be able to get a natural gas generator in the first place? First of all, I can't afford it, so it was completely off the table. But if you if your power goes out and all you have is electric-powered items in your home because the government told you that's all you're allowed to have, you could die in the wintertime in, in New York State. And furthermore, if China's not doing the same thing, which they consider America their enemy, then if we're not all on board doing the same thing, we're not going to affect climate change one bit, if that's the argument, is climate change. So the idea that Americans no longer have options... And that's what the Democrats are proposing. It's too much government control, and it's dangerous for Americans. And I think younger people are more apt to be okay with more government control. But as an older American, I think it's crazy what they're trying to do, the way they're trying to control the American people hey. and tell us what we can and cannot do. George, appreciate the call. Uh, we had State Senator George Borrello on Sunday, and he talked about that natural gas generators, right? Because the governor did say that there would be um, exemptions for things like generators. That was mentioned in the proposal. The problem is natural gas has, or is it National Fuel? That's the place. Uh, natural gas is not the name of the company. National Fuel has told um, legislators in Albany that once 2030 comes and goes, they're not, it's not going to be financially, you know, um, it's not going to be a financial gain for them to be in New York State, and they might start pulling out of New York State. That is something you have to look at when it comes to things like generators. Okay, the exemptions in the in the proposal, but you actually have to have a company providing you that fuel if in the next two decades we are going to be using less and less fuel when it comes to the, the ban on natural gas and then the automobile ban starting in 2035. You're going to have to realize that these gas companies aren't going to want to do business where they're not making money. Oh, well, maybe. You know, that's people will say a whole bunch of things. You can never take anybody at their word if they're a politician or a company that's looking out for their best interest. Of so course, I, but I'm, I not, just, I'm not taking that as gospel, um, you know, secondhand from, you know, from from a gas company to a politician to my ears. I'm, you know, I'm going to ask a couple questions in between. But it is, you know, to the point of the caller. I, that is one of the things is having options that I think people really take exception to is taking away because right now you do have and I think a lot of people and you heard this a little bit yesterday from state Republicans who were speaking in Albany that 
the state should ha- we should have options and the state should make those options affordable uh you know where that can be done it's a noble goal to uh, you know, make if you want to install a geothermal, um, you know, something like that to heat your home, to find a way to make that as affordable as possible for people who want it and to have many options, that's a good thing. But to make that the only option, that's where people start to take a little bit of exception. We'll go to Max in Buffalo. Uh, Max, what are you thinking about this? What are some of the reasons you support or oppose? Hi, good morning, folks. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm more on the side of opposition to this for, I mean, more than a few reasons, really. I mean, you know, you know, with all due respect, you have, you know, Her Excellency up there, you know, preaching about, um, you know, the ills of uh, natural gas. Well, okay, so what do you replace natural gas with electric, right? That's, I mean, you really have no other choice. Well, there's a few issues with that. I mean... First of all, how do you create the electricity? Well, you create it with natural gas. I mean, of course, you create it other ways, but the load-bearing of our grid is electricity created by natural gas. Beyond that, we don't have the electric infrastructure in place to go this fast away from natural gas. And then she has the audacity to preach about, you know, we're the first generation with, you know, going towards climate change and the last generation that can do anything about it. I, I just don't buy it. I mean, I'm not a climate denialist or anything like that. But, you know, if you want to get rid of electric apl- or gas appliances, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's 2027, I believe, right? Well, 2025 new builds and 2030, if you have an existing home, existing appliances, your stove breaks, your furnace breaks, something like that, you would have to get a non-natural gas replacement. Right. And, I mean, it just that's, that's an unrealistic timeline. You know, that's just another Democratic-type dream, in my opinion. I mean, I just don't see how it's feasible. Well, Max, thank you. I understand the – and I, the one point I'll take from Max's call is this – you know, he – put out there. I don't want to be seen as any sort of climate denier or anything like that. It's not too dissimilar from what we're talking about with drunk driving, right? Uh, You don't want to be seen as the anti or or pro drunk driving person right? uh, because you're against a certain plan which has the end goal to reverse drunk driving. This plan has the end goal to be better for the environment, which is something that, again, you pull... Do you want to be better or worse for the environment? You know, 100% of people. Yeah, better, better. This is what we want. But the means of getting there and the language being used to convey how serious of the problem it is, uh, you do kind of run into a little bit of a boy who cried wolf situation, Joe. I mean, when did the Al Gore movie come out? Oh, an inconvenient truth. Um, that was like about 20 years ago. Yes. And you know what was he saying about 20 years? From the yeah. moment you were watching that movie, if uh, you know we keep going on the same, we keep having cars that take gas, uh, you know the planet's going to explode or something like that. And there's only so many times you can hear that before you hear it again, twenty years later. Right. And I think people go, well, I either one don't necessarily believe you, or two, I I don't really know how true that is, and, and I really need to see. 
some information to back that up and how this is going to be so much better. It's not that we need to be better, right? Like, to me, that's not the question that people are asking. It's not, I need to see information that shows me we need to be better for the planet. You don't need to see information for that. You just use your head. Like, yes, we should do what we can to conserve energy and be better for the planet. I want to see information on how the proposal going forward is going to be so much better environmentally yeah. for the planet than what I'm currently doing, me on a, on a personal level, that will have me saying, I'm glad I'm spending X amount of dollars more for this new uh, heating system yes. in 2030 when your furnace goes. Yes. Okay. This is worth 30000 to refit my home. Uh, <laughs> 12000 Oh, 12, I mean, the, the average cost of installing geothermal is 12000 It's going to vary wildly. That's why, again, you can't put a number on it. It's it's like the BAC. Well, you know, how many drinks did it take well, to you get drunk? you can't put a number. I don't know. It, it varies wildly. It could be one or 20 from person to person. How much does it cost to install geothermal? I don't know. On average, the national average, 12000 In your home, I don't know. It might be twenty. In your home, it might be six. It might be less than a, a gas-powered furnace. I don't know. You can't one size fits all the problem. But you need to ask the questions. Hey, thanks for... Uh... I'll see you in a few weeks. Oh, really? We'll see ya. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> be, uh, Brian will be back tomorrow at 9. Catch me at 2 uh, tomorrow for the next uh, couple of weeks. Doing right. 2 to 6 for Tom Bowerly. I'll be back here bright and early. BMAS and Beamer on WBEM. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 